Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Good morning and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm your host, Wendy Jones, and owner and operator of Next Steps for Seniors, The Business. And each and every week, we do our best to bring you pertinent information, information that will help guide you through life and all the changes that come. Uh, Our topic this week is about end of life. So we have this journey we live, and as we age and we move into um, an area where we really can't do what we used to do, and maybe a disease state has come upon you, Um, We need to look at and at least be educated and have information on what hospice is. So today we're going to be meeting with Madeline Boyd. She's in the studio with me. Good morning, Madeline. Good morning, Wendy. So excited to have you. Thank you so much. Yes, she is is basically the hospice director of patient care services at Guardian Angel. So we are blessed to have her in the house today, and we're going to learn a lot from you. I hope so. So we're, yes, absolutely. Before we get started, though, I do have a couple good announcements I want our listeners to be aware of. Um, Number one, on March 18th, there is a very good seminar coming up, and it is the 13th Annual Caring Coalition Conference. So I just highly recommend, if you have an opportunity, to uh, go to caringcoalition.org, or you can call 248 Five nine two two six eight seven. It is a fabulous event. It's going to be pretty much all day, and there are numerous experts that are going to be speaking. There's going to be breakout sessions. It's just a really good time. I believe it's in Southfield, yes, and it's a really good time to learn. Uh, it's pretty much all day. Just kind of what we all need to know in one fail swoop. Or you can listen to the radio show. (laughs) There's a couple different ways we're learning, but we want to make you aware of all of them. So Madeline, you're going to talk to us today about hospice. Can you share what is the definition of hospice? What is the definition? Well, I've been in hospice for over 20 years, so I love, my passion is for hospice. And today I'd like to dispel some of the myths and barriers of hospice to our listeners And so hospice is a philosophy, actually. It's not a place where you go. It's a philosophy of care. 
and it's about living life to the fullest while you're going through a journey of possibly being at the end of life. But none of us really know when that's going to be. We don't have a crystal ball, but uh, hospice helps you get through anything that you might be going through. It's actually a privilege to take care of people that are at end of life. It is. A, you know, I agree with you. It is a privilege. It's it's a high privilege. It is. And as much as we don't want to talk about it, that's why we're talking about it today, because it really does happen to everybody. We, we are really, all going to die. We are all. I mean, when you Just read the do Bible, it the right way. That is mm -hmm. the that's the course. That's how we were created, and this is how it ends. And we can't change that. And it's the same for every single person in the entire world. Exactly. So that being said, why not have the discussion about it? I love having the discussion about hospice. I mean, I have been at very, very, very many deaths in the past 24 years. And it's just, again, I consider it a privilege to be there, to be asked to be there. You know, I wasn't at the birth, which is a wonderful privilege as well. But being at the, at the death is almost like being at the rebirth. Mm -hmm. You know, someone is leaving us, going to heaven. It's all in what you believe in. And if you have faith and you feel that there is a heaven, that's where you're going to be. And that's what we do in hospice is we educate people that don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Be excited. You won't be going through any pain anymore. You won't be suffering. You won't have this chronic disease that has maybe burdened you for the past 10, 12 years. You know, and getting your family through it, I think, is the most important thing. And what I appreciate about hospice is you're there for the patient, but you're also there for the family. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's the biggest piece. The patient is usually ready. You ask the patient, are you, are you ready? Are you ready for this end-of-life journey? And they go, yes, but the family doesn't want to let go. This could be their mom, their dad, their uncle, their aunt. They don't want to let go. It's hard. You know, I've lost. In fact, I did just lose my daughter at uh, on so Christmas sorry. Eve. And she was in hospice, thank goodness, uh, in Colorado. And uh, so we had to say goodbye to her, but she was ready. We, I was praying that she would go, you know, and um, we miss her terribly, but I know she's dancing she in heaven. She is. Oh, she's she She's dancing is. in heaven. I she know is she is. She loves such to dance. a better place. Yes. Such a better place. She is, and I really and truly believe that. Well, and that's what brings your heart comfort. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. knowing that she has no pain, right? she has no diseases, no nothing, and she is in heaven for eternal. Yes. Like our time here is limited. Yes. That time That's is eternal. Forever. Amen. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amen. I'm so sorry about your loss, but I love your Thank perspective. You. And Thank I love you. that you know exactly where she is. I know to exactly me, where she is. That's the most important thing. Thank so, you. So share with our listeners the difference between palliative and hospice care. I know a lot of people have heard those words <laughs> like out there, and they just might not understand that. I get asked this all the time, uh, and they're really not interchangeable. I think a lot of people do interchange the, the different definitions. Hospice care is when you have selected to not receive any more curative care. In other words, let's say you have a cancer diagnosis, you're not going to do any more chemotherapy or possibly decided against radiation. Palliative care is not the opposite, but you still, you're just kind of not there to stop your curative care. You still want maybe 10 more rounds of chemo or in the, in the 
and that and that's usually what happens. They just let me just finish this up, and it's not working, but I just want to give it the old college try. And so we do stay with them during that palliative period, that transition period. We're there with them. We help them through that journey and then transition them right over to hospice when they've decided that that's what they want. Okay. So the transition usually is probably easier from palliative to hospice. Oh, very much easier because they've decided that, let's say they're doing physical therapy, occupational therapy, and they're trying to gain strength and whatever, and it's not working. And so then they finally come to the conclusion that, this isn't working anymore. You know, why don't I give up on this? And I keep going to and from the hospital. Palliative care hopefully will keep you out of the hospital, and definitely hospice care will keep you at home or wherever you're residing at the time. We come to you. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And I love that part of it. Yes. Because you can have hospice anywhere. Anywhere. doesn't matter where you are. You can be living in your car, and we'll come and see you in your car. Yep. You can have it anywhere, and we want to give it to you anywhere because that's how much we believe in it. Exactly. So talk to us about the qualifications or who would be a hospice candidate. Well, first of all, we have to get a referral, and that can be from anybody. I mean, it's kind of a myth that it has to be from your doctor. You can have a family member call us and say, gee, my mom is just, you know, she's declining. I've watched her for over a year, and it just continues to decline. I think she might be a candidate for hospice. Again, it's just getting out there and educating the public of what hospice is and what the eligibility is. So you have to, we have to get a referral, and at that point we take it to your doctor, your primary care physician, and ask what he or she thinks and maybe get some notes or a history and physical and see exactly how you are doing. And um, we go from there. And so eligibility means you are the end stage of a chronic disease condition. So any chronic disease condition? Any chronic. doesn't have to. It used to be a long time ago everybody thought it was just cancer. Now it's everything, everything. We have patients with MS. We have patients with ALS, COPD they call it, which is chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, which we see an awful lot of in Michigan. We do see a lot of it yes, here. Yes, yes. Why is do. that? Because of our the weather, weather changing? The weather, the environment, yeah, a lot of it, right, usually around this time of year. This is a very difficult time for COPD patients. Yes, it is. Yeah. So you just have to have a chronic disease condition, your, your physician's okay, your family's buy-in, and your buy-in, and we're there for you. And we can do this all in, within 24 hours, we can get this done. Wonderful. Yeah, I've made calls, definitely, Mm -hmm. and hospice is there within 24 hours. And I think it's so critical because it's one of those very quick. They've made up their mind. Mm -hmm. Get there. Yeah. Be with them, you know, because it's it's the hardest part is the decision making. But once they've made that decision to come over to us and, and have us take care of them, we should really be there with them. We should be loving and hugging them all the way through. Do you feel at all like hospice? People have a hard time coping with that decision. I think they have a hard time coping with the word hospice because it's got so many. Because they different feel like they're give, they feel like they're giving giving up. up. Yeah, they feel, and, and I always have to say, you're not dying today. You no, know, you know what it is? They're not giving up. They're moving on. They're moving on to such a yes. better thing. Yes, and it's so. Much and when better. they, but when they do come to that conclusion, they're so happy. The smiles are back on their face their family. I mean, some of them even get better for a while, Mm -hmm. you know, because so many people are surrounding them with love and, and, 
you know, helping them with pain and helping them cope that um, they actually, we've had hospice um, graduates before. That go in and off of hospice because they do so well. Not that they've lost their chronic disease condition. They're just coping better with it. Wow, that's so they, fascinating. they can come off for a minute, and then we bring them back on. I hear you. I love it. Okay, well, we're going to talk more with Madeline when we get back. Again, you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something extraordinary? Set a clear new vision for yourself this year and join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and the Patriot Detroit on the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd to 11th. Journey through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world to see over 40 iconic sites straight from Scripture. For details and to reserve your spot today, visit PatriotDetroit.com. Search keyword Israel. I'm Brian Kurtz, president of AIP Financial Services. A fixed annuity is similar to a CD at a bank. They both give you a guaranteed interest rate for a certain period of time and are very safe. Fixed annuities, though, typically pay a higher interest rate than CDs, and the interest is tax-deferred until you take it out. As an independent advisor, I'm proud to be able to offer the highest guaranteed rates anywhere in the nation. Call AIP Financial Services today at 866-247-6663 to find out what you could be earning on your safe money. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. We started the timeshare cancellation industry over 10 years ago because we were sick and tired of seeing good people lied to. We were the first, and we remain the largest. What makes us better? Our employees. My name is Lauren Gray. I'm a timeshare team manager. It's incredible to think that over 300 timeshares, 300 different methods we have to master. That's experience, the assurance that this is going to be done right, that we have your back no matter what the timeshare company throws at you. Today we have over 200 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. Give my office a call today. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free information kit. 800-838-2626. 800-838-2626. 800-838-2626. You know, Mike Lindell will be one of the first to tell you that radio has helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the CEO and inventor of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners by offering deep discounts, and I mean deep, on MyPillow products. If you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special, you're going to see some impressive offers. Yes, offers with an S. MyPillow has a great body pillow. It used to be $85.68, but with the WDTK promo code, it's only $29.99. That's 65% off. Absolutely incredible. They have other equally impressive offers under the radio listener special that you have to check out. Promo code WDTK or by calling 800-861-6525. And that also gives you access to discounts on the other promotions on MyPillow.com. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Promo code WDTK. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. More individuals with Down syndrome are being mainstreamed into society. This includes secondary education that increases their options for employment. This fall, Ivy Tech Community College in Indiana is launching a pilot program called Ivy Power for students with Down syndrome. Gabby Campbell and Treasure Lehman are excitedly looking forward to the classes. I jumped up and down, said Treasure. 
Gabby was certain of her success, stating, I make friends wherever I go. Each student will have a mentor in the classroom, and I expect the regular students will learn as much from the experience as the Ivy Power Kids. Gabby's interested in English and business classes. Treasure hopes to land a job at a daycare or preschool. Let's pray for them both. For more information, visit our website at lifeissues.org. And stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. We're here today talking about end of life. And Madeline Boyd, who just has such a dear heart, and you can just see it, um, even though we're (laughs) we're on radio. I know, listeners, you can see it and feel it. And she is with Guardian Angel Home Healthcare and Hospice. And it's such an important time in life. Uh, people are afraid, I think, of coming near end of life. And what Madeline is kind of bringing to the picture today is it's not about giving up. It's about moving on. And, you know, it's just like the glass being half full or half empty. We have a decision to make in our lives. And we can make that decision to say, you know what? I am going to look at that glass half full. I am going to make the decision to look at life that way. And when you look at end of life, like it's moving on versus giving up. I just think the whole, like you said, the whole attitude changes. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit, because you've, you've said you've been obviously at a lot of um, end of life Deaths. scenarios. Yes. yes. And you've, you've been right there with the family, with the patients. How, tell us a little bit about the emotions that take place through that process. Oh, there's a ton of emotions that go on. You know, first of all is sadness. Obviously, you're losing a loved one. But if you do have it in your heart and you do have faith and you do believe in heaven and a life beyond, it helps you so much to get through it, you know. And like I said, normally the person that we have as our hospice patient gets that because we're talking to them all the time. It's the family that has such a hard time letting go. But what they don't realize is they're letting go of, like I said, the pain, the emotional strife, spirituality. You know, a lot of people are, are afraid, don't, no matter how they've grown up, who knows if, you know, if they were a certain religion that said, you're going to go to hell if you do this. And what I've had the grumpiest old men say, I can't die yet. And I say, why? And they, they go, because I live my life on a bar stool. I chase women. I wasn't a good person, and so therefore I'm going to go to hell. Oh, and but they the saving love, that. the saving love and grace of Jesus Christ can exactly save exactly. you from that. Exactly, it's say and it, and they're just a they're metamorphosed into a little butterfly. I mean, it's amazing when they get that that that's not the way it's going to be. And don't be don't be afraid, and you will you are going to be saved in heaven, and that's where you're going. That's mm-hmm. where you, I don't. Who cares if you sat on a bar stool? God is all forgiving. So, you know, you're still going to be there. All he wants us to do is ask. We just have to say, God, that's, forgive me. I'm telling you, on, right. on deathbeds, yes. I have been with people. I know yes. you have too. And we have prayed that prayer of, yep. God, just forgive me of all my yes. sins. Accept me into your arms. And you're there. And when that happens, they have a what I call a beautiful death. We normally yes. surround. And I'm in the office now, but when I was out in the field, we would surround with the family and hold hands. We'd say the Our Father. And I mean, just the the comfort that would come over the dying person's face, 
-hmm. You know, you could just see that it, 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 it just made them feel good. So talk to us a little bit about, um, coming on and off of hospice. You mentioned that in the last segment, you and can I do that. You intrigued me. Yes, yeah, share I think this that with our listeners. A lot of people. I think. I think a lot of people. Again, this is another myth and barrier that I need to crush. Just because you come onto hospice doesn't mean you're in prison. You know, you can go if you. First of all, if you don't like it, I've never met anyone that doesn't like it. But if if that's the case, or you don't like your caregiver or something like that, we can always change out a nurse or a spiritual care person, whatever, if there's a personality conflict. But um, most importantly, when you come on, you are introduced to a team who you become so endeared to, and they become almost part of your family, and that's a beautiful piece of hospice. But if you feel that you need to come off, that's okay. You can come off, and you, you can come back on at another time. So, yes, you can go on and off hospice. A lot of times we see people that are so well taken care of and they haven't taken care of themselves at all before they came on to hospice. They almost, I'm not going to say they're better, they're emotionally and spiritually and holistically better. You know, they still have a chronic disease condition. But again, it's all about the coping, the spirituality. They just feel better. And uh, so if they're not declining, because this is a Medicare paid for um, privilege that we have, uh, then we have to take them off for a while. But it's, it's a good thing. I always say, enjoy this. Enjoy this part. Enjoy this remission. Enjoy your loved one feeling better. And they can always come back on. So when you said Medicare covered, can you explain that? So anyone over the age of 65? Well, you don't even have to be 65 if you have Social Security disability. You know, if you've been on disability and you're under 65. But it's mostly people over 65 who have Medicare. And um, Medicare is finally, finally, you think of the government ever giving anything back to you. They don't give you monetarily. They don't give anything, of course. They've taken it all from us, mostly. But um, they give you the opportunity to have hospice, which is, you know, you get a nurse, you get a doc. We have a medical director. You have a spiritual care person. You have a social worker. You have an aide that can come out to your house two, three times a week and help your family take care of you so you can do your functional ability, you know, and, and have a bath. And, um, and so you, you get so much. You also get your supplies that you need. You also get um, the drugs that, the medications that are needed for the, di the diagnosis that you have for your, what we call terminal diagnosis. And, um, and all that is covered under Medicare. The whole thing's covered under Medicare. Wow. You do not, it's, it's Medicare. I always say it's Medicare giving back a little bit. As they should. They took enough from us while we were working. So this is uh, it's a grand opportunity. That's a, well, that's exactly. Why wouldn't we take a, you know, advantage of it? Right, right. I think you're 100% yeah. correct. Yeah. And I'll be honest, listeners, a lot of times the families that I'm talking to say, I wish I would have done it sooner. I get that all the time. We send out surveys at the end of our, um, you know, after someone passes. And I always get that. That's the one question that is always answered. I wish I would have known this sooner. I wish I would have done this sooner. But it's, again, it's education, and that's why I'm here. That is exactly why you're here. Yeah, I want to educate people that it's not scary. It's beautiful. We will be there with you. Well, we just need to 
embrace this time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they say 90% of life is your attitude. Exactly. And how you look at situations. So, yes, when you get cancer, do you think, oh, I'm dead? Or do you think, I am going to fight this thing? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's all in your head. It is in your head. Take the challenge. Take the plunge. What do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose. Yeah. Like, take the fight and then and then embrace it yes. when the time comes. And you, no one's going to know except you. Exactly. I, that's what I feel. Like, when you're when in your spirit, you know that you have served and done everything you can to do in this life, then it's time to go. You're going to be okay with it. Yeah, you will be. I've seen it happen so many times. And, you know, I just wish I could just put it out there every single day. I try to. Everybody I meet, I try to I try to talk up the hospice um, talk because I love it so much. Well, and I think people get confused that you can be on hospice in the hospital. You can yes. be on hospice in an assisted living place. You can be on hospice at home. And like you said, in the car. If you, wherever you wherever call home, you are. We, will, we will come to you and we will do hospice for you wherever you call home. Let me, let me ask you this question. If the symptoms become uncontrollable while you're at home, wherever that may be, can the hospice patient be taken back to the hospital? Yes, yes. Uh, normally, they don't become uncontrollable because we have such a great staff and we have great nurses working for us and a good medical director that we can control those symptoms before they get really bad. But let's say you do have uncontrollable pain. You know, maybe cancer's popped up in a different part of your body or a different lesion is somewhere, and we can't control that within 24 hours, 40, you know, 48 hours. We can take you back to the hospital and have them controlled there. That's called general inpatient level of care. So it's a higher level of caring. You know, they can have IV um, pain medication and things like that. But that's just short term. It's to get you con- controlled and stabilized, and we bring you right back. Well, and I think one one experience I had just to share. I did have a dear friend of mine um, that passed away from cancer, and she was getting blood transfusions near yeah. the end. And I forget how frequently, but it was often. And finally, um, you know, the husband called me and said, "We can't do these blood trans." Or no, he didn't say we can't do the blood transfusions. He said. We need to go on hospice. And he had already been educated on it. So when I introduced hospice to them and they went on hospice, they wanted to go back for the blood transfusion. And the hospice had to say, I'm sorry, we can't do that anymore when you're on hospice. Right. So kind of explain that a little bit. That would be considered aggressive care. uh, And that would be considered curative care. Once you come on hospice, you do have to make up your mind that it's time. And we talk to you every day about that, you know, about don't worry. And, you know, back comes the, the social the social worker and back comes the spiritual care counselor telling you, you're going to be okay. You're going to mm-hmm. be all right. You don't need that blood transfusion anymore. It's okay. Right. We're here with you. I think they just need to hear, we're here through the journey with you. We're not leaving you. We're, we're here. right here with you. Right. And we're going to be right back with you listeners in just a few moments in our next segment to share a few stories that will be heart-wrenching, but I think you need to hear. Hello, friends. This is Luke Hammett, and I have some exciting news for you. Now, in addition to listening to us on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Here's how it works. Just go to Radio.com, choose News Talk Radio, then scroll down to WDTK The Patriot. It's that simple. 
or you can just pick us up on the radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you'll love it. Check us out today at radio.com. Do you have 2020 vision spiritually? If you want to make a difference in your life that impacts years to come, then it's time to stand with Israel by going there. Consider the thrilling excitement of joining nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka and the Patriot Detroit on the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd to 11th. More than a vacation, this journey will guide you through centuries of faith as you visit significant places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your host will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers and listeners of FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour. Pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem. Float in the Dead Sea and take a boat out into the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Set forth a new personal vision this year and visit PatriotDetroit.com and search keyword Israel to reserve your spot on the Stand with Israel Tour, December 2nd to 11th. That's PatriotDetroit.com. Search keyword Israel for more information and to book today. 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive. Or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage with the help from the pros at Salem Surround. Whether you're just testing the waters of digital marketing or already have a plan in place that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. Face it, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations total market penetration for increased return on investment contact salem surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers Pat Boone here for the folks at Swiss America. Rock-solid foundations are vital in life, in business, and in finance because, in the end, only what we've built on a firm foundation will withstand the storms of life. Today, the economic storms are raging and the foundations of everything are being tested. The world economy has never looked shakier. And gold, the world's oldest and most trusted form of money, is also grabbing headlines. Now is the time to put your future on a rock-solid foundation. Swiss America will help you create an indestructible asset today. Discover the timeless truth about gold and silver by calling Swiss America or visiting online at SwissAmerica.com. 800-978-3908-800-978-3908-800-978-3908. Once again, that's 800-978-3908. MotorCityHelpWanted.com salutes the employee of the month. The one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. What are you doing, Dave? We need help with payroll. I'm doing squats, Mr. Employee of the Month. I'm taking your advice and I'm working my butt off. That's not what I meant. Glutes of steel. Feel them. Right here. Oh, Dave, now I have to call HR. We believe local businesses should be packed with more local employees of the month and fewer Daves. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. MotorCityHelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work.
This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. We're here today talking about a very serious topic, the end of life. But I'll tell you, it's also a beautiful topic, and we are so blessed to have Maddie with us, Madeline Boyd uh, from Guardian Angel. Madeline, can you just share your phone number with our listeners? Because Certainly. I feel that, you know, we've gone through a couple segments. I feel people will want to call and at least talk about hospice. And I sure hope you do, because I love to talk about hospice. I'll even meet with you. I'll come meet with you. We'll have lunch or something like that, because I love it so much. Our phone number at Guardian Angel is 248 293 2441 and ask for me and I would love to talk to you if you have any questions whatsoever think of your hard questions so write them down challenge me and I'll try to answer them to the best of my ability and a lot of our listeners write down their questions uh, while they're listening to the program Mm -hmm. and then call our office too at the end of the service so I will I will forward those over to you as well but I do I do feel like uh, we relate to stories well and I feel like when people hear stories, they know, you know what, that could happen. Um, and they you just are more relatable. So I know you have a couple you want to share with us. We're going to try to get through them. I know I'll probably end up crying, but please. These are my favorite your stories. Heart. These are my very favorite stories, and I will share from my heart. I'll start with one. It's this little, little lady that I had, and uh, just as cute as a button. And she didn't have a lot of family, so I would go visit her. This is when I was at actually doing hospice nursing and going out in the field. And she would say, I'd say, what can I do for you? i just get down, look in their eyes, because that's the best way to talk to people anyway. And she'd say, you know what? I'm so sick of never eating salt, and I can't eat potato chips anymore, and I can't drink pop, and I can't do this. All the doctors say is don't do this and don't do that and don't do this. And she goes... I'm sick of that, and I felt so bad for her. I thought, you're in hospice. You can do whatever you want to do. Right? So the next visit, I took her Pringles potato chips, two cans of Pringles, if you remember what those are. I think they still have them. They do. And a big two liter of Coke. And I poured out her Coke or her Pepsi and laid out all the potato chips, and we sat there and we ate to our heart's content. I've never seen her happier. She was so happy. She said, thank you so much. You know, so see, hospice hospice can do more than just be there with you. They can make those last wishes come true. That was her last wish is to get some salt in there and get a Coke. And anyway, long story short, we had so much fun that night. We laughed. We told jokes and and we ate. And um, the next day she passed away. And I just took in my heart. She passed away a happy lady, you know, so I felt so good about that, that I was able to provide that for her. God bless you, Madeline. That is an amazing story. We had so much fun. Love her to death. Love her. We'll always love her. Anyway, and she was happy. Her smile was just tremendous. It was worth its weight. Cheshire cat happy. (laughs) Worth its weight in gold. Yes, it was. So, So what is your thought on that? I mean, the reality is, you know, these people that are on hospice why should they be on these strict diets? They shouldn't. They're, they're already saying, I'm ready to go. That's right. So if they want to go so eat french do, fries. That's do it the right way. I don't care if you get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and want a hot fudge sundae with a cherry on top. That's eat gonna it. Be, that's eat gonna it. Gonna that's going to be me. me. <laughs> 
that yeah. is going to be me. They the should, be, and that's Sunday. the good thing about hospice. Do whatever you wanted to do. Get your wish list out, your bucket list, and do those things. We've had people on hospice that have gone on trips. It's been very important to them. I mean, if it's okay with their doctor, you know, go on that trip. Have a blast. So I do have another story. I love this story, if you don't mind me telling it. Absolutely tell it. This is my this is my little lady who I was hospice nurse for her as well. I was called to her house because she was in some pain. So went over to her home, and all of her family was there, her husband, her daughters, her son. And um, so my first and foremost was to be there and get her out of pain. So we tried a couple repositioning. We tried some exercising. Uh, excuse me, gave her her pain medication. And again, got down, looked her in the eyes and said, you know, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? You just look like you're just not happy and you're not feeling well at all today. And she goes, well, I'm not. And anyway, we tried a couple things like repositioning. We tried to uh, lighten the um, staleness in the room, I'm going to say, because they had all the windows closed and and dark, and I said, turn on the lights just a little bit so we can see each other. Open the window a crack so we can get some fresh air, and let's let's get some soft music going. And she wanted to um, go get freshened up and put a nice nightie on, Aww. and that was important to her. And she was, by the way, living out in the living room because her husband had such a hard time because she'd get in pain in the middle of the night, and you know, or she would moan or something like that. And so they kind of kept each other up. So she agreed to um, sleep on this beautiful couch. It was like, you know, one of those bigger couches. And that's where she was sleeping. That's where she was residing in the evening. So we got her out of pain within about 20 minutes, half an hour at the very most, got her out of pain. We, uh, and then she, then she got a little hungry, you know, cause she was calmed down. And uh, so the daughters made her some soup. So I helped her eat her soup. And remember, she was in her pretty little nighty, and she was eating her soup, and she felt more comfortable. And then she kind of whispered to me, and I said, what can I do for you again? Looking straight into her eyes, I said, what can I do for you? She goes, can I sleep in my own bed tonight with my husband? And I said, oh, honey, of course you can. Yes, you can. Of course. So I went over to him. I wanted to make sure this was okay with him. And I asked him, I said, you know, she wants to sleep in her bedroom in bed with you. And he said, well, yes, of course you can. So we carried her into her bed and laid her in her bed. And he got into bed with her and they spooned, which I think is just so sweet anyway. And um, it's kind of like the notebook, but they were spooning. (laughs) I left and... um, that's the night she died. She died that night. She wanted to die in her husband's arms. Yes. yes. That was her last wish. We were able to accomplish that last wish. So. What a beautiful, beautiful story. Isn't that beautiful? It is I will, priceless. I will never, ever forget that. Had hospice not been there, that might have not happened. I'm so glad we could get her out of pain. We could. Get her a little pretty nighty on and get her all set. We did do we did her nails too. <laughs> she got all ready to die pretty. Oh, I love it. Isn't that fun? So, I think it's amazing. I never forget that story. And I everybody is different. Yes. And and that's what makes us all special. Yes. And I think it's really um intriguing and fascinating to me how you've been able to reach in and 
touch each person where they're at mm -hmm. in what they have a desire for. Like even if it's potato chips and, and Pepsi. Was it Pepsi or Coke? I'm dying to know. No, I think kidding. I think it might have been Pepsi actually. I know I said Coke. But. Oh, the big the big <laughs> controversy. But but you know, you you're right there right. in their arms holding them. Yes. And we and do a lot of that too. You're walking through this journey and you're With right them. there at the end. And and that's Man, what they need God most. God bless you. God That's bless what they you. need the most. And I, I have to say our team is phenomenal. They're phenomenal. They know what each and every one of their patients wants and needs. We have a, a team meeting every other week, and we talk about each each patient individually. And all the members of the team are there, and we uh, we go through that. You know, what does Susie need? What does Sammy need? What is whatever? And we go through what can we do more to help them get through this time in their life. And they're amazing. It's amazing to have a team that gets it so much. Wow. Good for you. And your phone number one more time, Madeline. 248-293-2441. And you can ask for Madeline Boyd yes. and tell her you heard her on the radio. I would love to talk uh, to you. Yes. And ask any questions. Hopefully I'm asking some of them that you're thinking of right now. Um, but one of the misnomers, I'm just going to be transparent with you, is the morphine. <laughs> People feel like, oh, if you go on hospice, you know, you're basically saying I'm going to die from morphine. Yes. What, what, what is that? Morphine gets Why a really bad rap. It gets a, it's another myth and barrier that keep people from hospice and shouldn't. It's the greatest drug in the world because you can titrate it up, you can titrate it down depending on their need. Morphine is not a bad drug. It is a beautiful drug for pain and usually at the end of life, a lot of times you do have more pain. You know, your organs are maybe shrinking, um, not working the way they're supposed to. There could be some pain involved. And so morphine helps with this. As I said, you can titrate it up. You can titrate it down. What I mean by titration is you can give more, you can give less. Um, but it does not it does not kill you. A lot of people, that's, you know, I have to explain when I go someplace that, my my last name is not Kevorkian. You know, right. they they think I walk in, I say hospice, and they go, oh, morphine. I know, I know what hospice does. You come in with the morphine and you kill my mother. No, 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 no. I, as we explained earlier in the program, that's not our intent. Our our intent is to give you life, celebrate your life, and not take you out of this life. Morphine does not do that. It will get you out of pain. For people that are having trouble breathing, major shortness of breath. It will, um, you know, it will help with breathing. And we're going to talk more in the next segment. You're listening to The Patriot FM 101.5. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks. So you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. 
That's bamboohr.com slash HR. You can't have the 10,000 volts of electricity that, you know, went through you the first time your pinkies touched on accident in the movie theater. <laughs> that can't, you, you can't sustain right. that for right. 50 years or 70 years. Levi Lesko on Focus on the Family Minute. The reality is we found out marriage is also a lot of fun. And we like to tell people, yes, it's challenging and difficult, but don't forget, it's a blessing, it's a gift, Mm -hmm. it's supposed to get better as you do it longer, and we were surprised by how much fun we were having, because no one told us that, you know, it's a blast. What are the secrets in that? Because I'd say some people that have been married 15, 20, 30 years, they're not having that fun. So why? Oh, I think the reality is a marriage in and of itself is like a checking account. Having one is one thing. Having one that has money in it takes effort and regular deposits. So your marriage, like your checking account, is only going to be as good as your investment in it. More from Levi at FamilyMinute.org. Hello, friends. This is John McCullough, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Here's how it works. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk Radio, and then scroll down to WDTK The Patriot. It's that simple. Or you can just pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out today at Radio.com. I'm Brian Kurtz, president of AIP Financial Services. A fixed annuity is similar to a CD at a bank. They both give you a guaranteed interest rate for a certain period of time and are very safe. Fixed annuities, though, typically pay a higher interest rate than CDs, and the interest is tax-deferred until you take it out. As an independent advisor, I'm proud to be able to offer the highest guaranteed rates anywhere in the nation. Call AIP Financial Services today at 866-247-6663 to find out what you could be earning on your safe money. Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Our topic today, end of life. We've got Madeline Boyd with us, and it has been so educational, so emotional. Yes, I was in tears at the last story, and also spiritual, because we're talking about an opportunity to move on, not to give up, but to move on, to embrace this time in our lives and to really surrender ourselves to to heaven and to the afterlife and eternal life. And to me, that is so far greater than than right now. I mean, our, our lives are very limited on this earth. And they were designed specifically to be that way. We're not supposed to live forever as much as we may want to. We're not supposed to. We want to see our kids and our grandkids and whatever. But the bottom line is God has a plan for each and every person on this earth. And we need to believe in that and trust in that and know when it's time, it's time. And sometimes it's tragic, which is seems like amazing bummer because you don't want to go through any tragedy. But we will never understand why things happen the way they do. We just will not. Um, and we have to be okay with that. Romans 8.28 says God works all things together for good. Mm-hmm. So there is something that is going to come out of even a tragic situation. And I believe that from the bottom of my heart. Um, so I wanted to ask you, Maddie, too, uh, a couple questions. One was sure. a lot of people are caregiving for their loved ones um, during this time, and they might need a break. Isn't there a service that hospice offers 
to help those caregivers in a time like that? Actually, yes, there is. This is one of our levels of care. We have four levels of care. Routine level of care is when we come to your home and we take care of you or wherever you reside. And then there's GIP. I think I brought that up one other time when the patient has uncontrollable symptoms that we can't control at home. Very rarely we can control everything at home. But if that's the case, they can go into the hospital for a couple days. And then we have a respite level of care. Respite is for the caregiver, not for the patient as much as it is for the caregiver, who it's very difficult taking care of a hospice patient. Again, my daughter, going back to my daughter, it was difficult for all of us to watch her go through this. You know, and it's not that we wanted to get rid of her by any means. We wanted to just not have to do that exceptional care that we were giving and take a break. And so Medicare, it's Medicare again, paying for this services, allows us to send the caregiver, not, I'm sorry, send the patient to uh, a nursing home. And um, they can have five days, Medicare pays for the whole thing, of nursing care. And that gives the caregiver a break. They can take a nap. They can they can go on, you know, they can rest and go, maybe go on a trip for a couple days just to get rid of the caregiving needs that are so. It's hard. It's just, it's, it encompasses so much emotional strain. And how often can they do that? Like once every 60 days or once a year or how often can they, they take that? They can do the that once every episode. So our our episodes and our benefit periods go 90, 90 days and then another 90 days and then 60, 60, 60, 60. So and each episode they can do the five-day break. They can do break. that. And if they need it in between that time, we can talk about it. And, I mean, if the caregiver is real, if the caregiver is becoming so ill that they're going to be our hospice patient. We need to do something for the caregiver. Well, and Madeline, you bring up a great point yeah. because I don't know, listeners, if you know this, but I want to say it's close to 70% of the caregivers yes. actually pass before the person they're caring for. Yeah, yeah. It's really very sad. I mean, it's hard taking care of someone, and particularly when they're your loved one or your spouse that you've had for 63 years, you know, or older. We've got, you know, a 95-year-old caregiver taking care of a 98-year-old spouse. I mean, that's hard. That's hard for anybody. So she needs a break. Yep. And why not have hospice step in and we'll do it for you. Yep. Do the supportive services for right. you and then give the opportunity for your mom to have a break who's taking care of your dad. Exactly. And, and kids out there who have parents that are taking care of each other. I just want to like stress a call for help because if you physically call them on the phone and say, hey, mom, how are you doing? What do you think she's going to say? Oh, I'm fine. It's yeah. okay. I'll be okay. She's still of your mother course. and she's still taking care of you. But this is, right, yes. you got to remember this. You if have you to take get care. in the car and you drive over there, you don't ask, right? You show up. There is so much to be said for action. Speak louder than words. Yes. So I don't care if she asks for help or not. You go over there and you just help. Yeah. Because that's what she she would do for you when you exactly. were a kid. She'd be like, oh, my son's not going to make it. I'm just going to pick him up and carry him through this part. But but as we get older, for some reason, we don't think we can do that with our parents. Yeah, exactly. But we can. But, but do take care of yourself. I can't stress enough. If you're a caregiver of someone who's going through a chronic disease, who's going through end of life, please take care of yourself. You know the old saying, you know, put your oxygen mask on first. 
how are you going to take care of someone who needs you so desperately if you're not taking care of yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, and that makes them more stressful because if they are your parent, they're worried about you. They see you coming over stressed out every day. So please take advantage of, of this level of care with hospice. So here's a question for you. What is the last sense that people have before they pass away? Like, do they, I mean, visual, is it hearing? Is it touching? Like, what the is... The very last sense is hearing. So be heard. Please be heard. Sometimes, particularly parents, they need to know that you're going to be okay. With both of my parents, I remember saying to them, in fact, I, I thought, no, I'm just going to vigil. I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to craw- crawl in bed with you, you know? And... um all they really needed to know that I was going to be okay. I was the baby of the family. And I said to them, because you did such a good job, I'm going to be okay. Please hear me here. I'm going to be okay. And sometimes that's all they need to hear. All they need. We've even uh, had, you know, sons that are in Afghanistan, and we've gotten a hold of them. We hold the phone up by mom's ear. And that's all she's been waiting for. It's like, why isn't mom going? Why isn't she going? Why isn't she going? She has all the signs and symptoms of possibly passing today, and she's not going anywhere. All she needed was to hear that he was okay. She's a mom. You know, so please use that sense of hearing to let them know how important they are. So do you believe that? I do believe that. That people that people are hanging on for something. Oh yes, I see it all the time. Do you? In all my years of hospice. Oh, I see it all the time. Well the one was the the son in Afghanistan who we connected. It was tough trying to get a hold of him and trying to get a phone and whatever, but um that's all she needed to hear was he she just needed to hear his voice. So is it usually family members? It's usually a family member. Maybe a un maybe a something that happened well the other thing yeah this is another story if you will sometimes they need to know what happened maybe they've been estranged for 10 years you know daughter father haven't talked and dad's kind of holding in there because he can't really go because he doesn't have his affairs in order because that daughter still isn't talking to him and so we find her let's say hypothetically we get her in to see dad even if he's comatose at this point, but we know he can hear, and we have them talk together. She, You can say, Dad, I'm so sorry, and this is what happened. Or, on the other hand, you can say, listen, Dad, I think you were an SOB all my life. <laughs> I mean, she just she needs to get that out, and he needs to hear it. And then now you've got your affairs in order, and it's then he can go peacefully, peacefully, knowing what happened. And I think the forgiveness message gets lost sometimes. I think it gets lost a lot of because, times. Because, I mean, I have trained my kids since they were little, and I don't care what they did to yeah. each other. If they hit, you know, my daughter who used to hit my son. Okay, you have to say, Colton, I'm sorry. Yes. Will you forgive me? Yes. Like, those, those go together. I don't think we say that enough, ever. I don't think anybody says that enough. You have to forgive people. You know, you can be very angry with someone, but please forgive them. Yes. Because you're going to a better place where everything's going to be and what, forgiven. And what is the advantage of hanging on to it? You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Anger is horrible. And I think that's why we are where we are in this world right now. Anger is a horrible trait to have. And the last thing you want to do is have anger in your heart when you're at end of life. Yes. 
You want to have happiness in your heart. You want to have forgiveness in your, most importantly, forgiveness in your heart. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, we've got one minute left of the program. Some people may just be tuning in. So I would love for you just to recap what you feel the most important takeaways are from today's program. Uh, Well, first of all, I'll tell you that I'm from Guardian Angel. And again, the number is 248-293-2441. Call me, call me. As you know, if you've been on this broadcast before, I love to talk about hospice. Um, Hospice is not something you need to be afraid of. Please celebrate hospice because it, it is it is a beautiful, beautiful end-of-life journey. And I'd love to go on it with you or your family. Um, there are so many things that you can get from hospice that you can't get from just, you know, a lot of people think, well, no, I'm just going to go to the hospital. You don't want to be in the hospital. That's it's it's. I want to mention one more thing. Uh-huh. When you go on hospice, unless there's an urgent situation, you really are making the decision not to continue to go back to the hospital. Exactly. Because some people are going to the hospital every three months. No, that no. means you're ready to stay home and forget going to the hospital again. Just stay home right. on hospice. And why not? Yes. I mean, look at why the winters not? we have. Why not stay home? Yes. We, we come to you. Yes. Amen. Okay. You're listening to the Patriot FM 101.5 and AM 1400. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something extraordinary? Set a clear new vision for yourself this year and join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and the Patriot Detroit on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th. Journey through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world to see over 40 iconic sites straight from Scripture. For details and to reserve your spot today, visit PatriotDetroit.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.